Hello, welcome to another Privacy Labs uh, podcast. My name is Paul Starrett, the founder. Remember, Privacy Labs is one word. And I am doubly honored to have uh, Germond Hagen again here for us to share his thoughts on a, a bit of a bigger topic. Uh, maybe we'll only have time to cover it superficially. Um, I just finished a podcast with Jody Daniels, where we also took sort of a broader, a more holistic view of uh, compliance and uh, privacy and such um, in the, in these uh, these upcoming web uh, excuse me podcasts are going to be more broadly painted and I know that Germond his uh, his experience includes um, that very sort of view of an enterprise you would probably notice that we have had a prior podcast with Germond uh, I believe about a month ago where we went pretty much under the hood with regarding audit specifically and very much around artificial intelligence. Today, we're going to get into a topic of GRC, governance, risk, and compliance. And I have to confess, I have been in and around that topic, knowingly or otherwise. <laughs> and um, it's sort of the full uh, pullback view of virtually, I think, anything that a, um, a company or an enterprise would think about. Uh, but I'll be getting into that a little bit later. For now, I want to give Jermont an opportunity to uh, reintroduce himself. And uh, so Jermont, tell us about yourself and twofifthconsulting.com and so forth. Will do. So uh, Jermont Hagen, uh, owner of Two Fifth Consulting. Uh, thanks for having me back. Um, more than happy to sit and talk a little bit about uh, GRC and its implementation. What does that mean for organizations of all sizes, I guess? Um, so uh, just by uh, way of background, I've been involved deeply in two uh, enterprise scale implementations of GRC. Uh, I won't name the names. There's not that many big ones out there. <laughs> but uh, fairly familiar with what it takes to get a GRC package in the door of an institution, um, you know, understanding the politics of the institution, understanding the breadth of the product, um, in addition to uh, the, the powerful capabilities that they can bring because um, most GRC packages uh, store a wealth of enterprise information uh, and the possibilities, are, frankly, uh, in my view, are pretty much endless. Um, that said, uh, Two Fifth Consultant, the company that I run now today, um, provides you know assurance, uh, managed services, and resiliency advice uh, to organizations, and we could actually help uh, with the implementation of a GRC package. Uh, and getting the most out of it. Interesting, interesting. And before we came on here, um, I think I think most people would have some sense of this, that the words governance, risk, and compliance, really to me, when you just think about the words themselves, are kind of ambiguous. And they almost seem to be a lot of overlap. Because if you have risk, you're going to want to have governance to protect, to accommodate the risk, which means compliance. So there's a kind of this... Um, I don't know, when I hear the letters GRC, I, I wonder why are they put there separately? And what is what in your mind? I know, as we said, everyone might give you a different answer, but in your mind, what would, how would you, clear, uh, how would you end that ambiguous dilemma for us? 
So, uh, so it's interesting that you said that and just having a couple more minutes to think about, you know, what, what that means to me. So that's pretty much one of the first things that you have to conquer with the implementation of a GRC package. I see. Who's putting governance, who's running risk, and who has the compliance uh, portion of the product. Uh, in addition to processes, because like you said, all of those functions provide some level of oversight. And when you think of what the banks call the three lines of defense, governance is generally your first line, uh, then you have a risk organization, uh, and then there's some compliance function who's looking at the regs, the rules and the regs, as we used to say, uh, and then that third line of defense, which is audit. Right. But right. at times you have organizations where compliance and risk overlap. Uh, there's generally a power struggle of some sort. And then it becomes, OK, well, who's on first? How far does risk go into governance, which is the first line of defense? How far does the governance sector uh, bleed over into what is generally or typically risk uh, risk area? And, you know, uh, on top of that, how far does risk overreach the compliance boundaries, uh, which generally always well-defined is what audit does, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which, which can get tricky in some organizations because sometimes audit wants to overstep and want to be risk and compliance and governance, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that is the first hurdle I would suggest any organization overcome right out the gate. Interesting. Who's on second? Who's on third? I see. <laughs> I'm almost afraid I asked because um, it sounds like it can be a real uh, bucket of worms. But hey, you know, that's why people like us are, are, are here to help make that checkers, not chess, right? To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to make it a, yeah, to make it a, a, a manageable process. Interesting. And would you say that GRC for most enterprises that maybe even outside of financial services, which I know where most of your experiences, do you think that's a fair statement uh, across the board for any vertical? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think there's, um, you know, space for GRC in any line of business, any vertical, if you're really serious about capturing your holistic risk for the enterprise, all right? And, and it's not just capturing the risk and issues across the board, but quantifying those issues and risks where you can make fairly high level decisions um, before something happens uh, to help you with investment or you know, just to understand where you are and displaying good management. Uh, because I think any organization is gonna have issues and risks that they take. You won't be in business unless you have some of those. But if you know what they are, you know where they are and you're taking uh, proactive decisioning and method and measures to overcome them or at least mitigate them to a level that's not uh, that that's acceptable uh, then you're ahead of the game by far and generally that's what the auditors and the regulators want to see anyway um, so yeah so I think any vertical any any line of business uh, definitely is room for GRC got it got it that's good to know um, so I think, well, again, in our last podcast, we really, I remember us discussing the three lines of defense. Um, I think in this one, I'd like to focus on the actual implementation before it gets to audit. Of course, that's a piece of it. But, um, and also if possible here to focus on the data 
and the technology, because there, there are so many things. There's training, there's staying up to date on what the laws are and what laws apply to your physical locations and your different, you know, different sectors within your business. But I think that the, the data is often really where the action is. And so with regard to helping people um, get their GRC package or their GRC uh, implementation in place, um, how would you normally approach the, the data side of things? Um, and the reason I say that in part is because you and I, our firms would work together because we bring in things like you know, data lineage and, and other holistic uh, packages that we can use like OneTrust or Central. Um, and we have the, you know, some engineers and data scientists, of course, we work in artificial intelligence. How do you normally approach the data piece or the technology piece of GRC? Um, let's just say before it gets to audit, I know they play a role, but how, how do you see that? So um, I, I would say this about a GRC implementation. When you go into it, I think management and everybody on board needs to really understand what they want to get out of it, right? Because, you know, they, you know, garbage in, as they say, is, gar you know, what is it? Garbage in is garbage out. You're going to get right. garbage. Um, because GRC packages are so big, I think, well, at least the corporations that I've been involved in, They've taken approaches where it really wasn't a holistic GRC approach. Uh, we started off with, you know, compliance, uh, which are basically risk and issues around compliance, uh, rules and regulations. Uh, and then another instance, uh, we began to grow and start to rope in um, SOX work, um, which is Tarbane's Oxley, SOX. Exactly, IT critical controls, things mm. like that. And then you start to quickly realize that you don't have the, the holistic picture and you actually need the holistic picture, no matter how much you try to stratify your output, right? Because we started to learn that a lot of things and a lot of processes are commingled together. So once you try to stratify your output to be only compliance or only SOCs, or only security, you've left out a lot of the major processes in other areas across the organization. So if you really, really wanna get the most out of the product, I think you really have to go after what the product was intended to do, which was holistically capture risk processes across the entire organization, which is the enablement of senior manage to management to make those decisions. Um, but uh, with respect to data, all the underlying information that you're capturing in order to produce the output needs to be accurate as well, right? So you can't have, um, how can you say, incomplete process documentation. You really can't have incomplete control documentation. Uh, your risk assumptions need to be as complete as possible. And that's very difficult to do. Uh, in an implementation uh, where people's sole focus isn't really implementing a GRC package. Uh, you know, they wanna, they're, they're, they're doing their jobs day to day uh, yep. and it's hard to, to bring in 
uh, knowledgeable expertise like you and me to help them along with it, right? <laughs> to, uh, to kind of if understand we... what the pitfalls are and who you really need to talk to to get down to the nitty gritty. So, um, you know, my, my advice is try to make, uh, you know, use the product as it's intended to be used because that's how you're going to get the most out of it. Uh, and, and take your time during the implementation by actually uh, getting all, and I wouldn't say all because you'll never get all, but getting a fair amount of accurate underlying data to produce the information that's going to be your output uh, to prevent the garbage in, garbage out uh, syndrome. Interesting, interesting. And I, I couldn't agree more if we do say so ourselves that they would want to try to bring in two-fifth and privacy labs, uh, <laughs> to, I think together, because again, I, I, I wouldn't presume to have your skill set. And of course, we bring, we spend a lot of time on our side in privacy labs in um, being able to, you know, to, to map, do data mapping um, and to do late data lineage and to run searches and review the laws and see how those, those, uh, are, are help to capture the data and to classify it ways so it can be properly uh, monitored and governed and co made compliant and properly risk controlled. I've got now, what I will say is once you have good data, then the possibilities are endless, right? So when we start to think about AI and the modeling and things like that, that's when um, you start to reap the benefits of the implementation, right? You start to get your predictive analysis. Um, you, you, um, you start to make better decisions uh, because uh, of the tools that you have uh, that are available to you. For instance, uh, when you start to catalog uh, a lot of your risk, security, and change documentation in an IT scenario, uh, you, you'll start to get trends uh, and be able to, you know, have predictive patterns that help you make decisions. Maybe you shouldn't make so many changes in October. Maybe you should put certain things out in your project schedule to November or February when things die down because you have the historical trending and kind of more uh, predictive uh, indicators that say, hey, you know what, this is a heavy time. This is, you know, in the close, things like that. Right. That sounds, I don't think I could have put it any better way than that. And um, interesting, because I think that that, uh, again, it kind of brings me back to uh, the way I see this is, is, of course, you have to have training and awareness and you have to have a, you know, uh, management that is, that is uh, investing in the, in the culture of compliance and risk and governance. Um, but it is ultimately about data, generally speaking. That is really where this uh, really, you spend the most amount of time. And so, again, I think when you bring in the right team to, to, to guide the GRC process from the standpoint of what it needs to do uh, with the input that you have the right professionals who can see horizontally, to, to your point earlier, how you want the G, the R, and the C talking to each other and being holistic and not being tentacles that are kind of off left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Right. So, and then things like audit, people sometimes get a little bit, um, not scared, but they hear the word automation and they think, Ooh, you know, uh, which we've brought up before and I won't go into that right now, but there's very straightforward ways of tightening up things and bringing them together in automation, including artificial intelligence. So I just want to keep that in there because that's what we, we do spend a fair amount of time on, and that is a very uh, um, attainable uh, thing way of 
speeding processes up, reducing human error and so forth. Um, I think, you know, this is, this was going to be uh, a faster sort of shorter kind of an approach because we are doing su such a high level um, piece here. Um, now we've talked about privacy is I, I guess privacy, compliance, security. Would it be fair to say since we, since, you know, privacy labs has that word in it, privacy, just for, for our audience, privacy and security, I imagine run across GRC, or would you say that it's more under one of the GRRC or am I overthinking this? No, um, again, so, you know, when I talk about, when I talked earlier about understanding who are in the respective roles of risk and compliance, privacy uh, is and has been generally a compliance function because the notification portion uh, coupled with um, the, the legal, the, the statutory portion of the law, uh, which drives what you can and can't do, and what's what's uh, I guess PPI versus not PPI. That's generally led things to be a compliance function. But you do some some organizations I've been involved in has had the privacy function placed in risk. I don't know if either is better than the other, but the function and the role is generally the same. So uh, I think when you introduce risk, part of the conversation has to be privacy risk. Uh, it always has been. Um, so if you capture all your risks, uh, it could be a privacy risk, but privacy doesn't necessarily always spill over into security, right? So um, th there are instances uh, where you've had privacy issues, but it generally wasn't an information of, well, maybe you could classify as an information security problem, but it wasn't due to the technology, right? I see. So you've had privacy situations that didn't evolve from a technology issue. So, but, you know, I, I think just to get back to the point, privacy definitely has a role in GRC, right? I see. Yeah. And I guess it depends on how you define it and who owns it and so forth. Because, um, you know, I'm, and it can be more than data. It can be, you know, um, bad processes and, and, and other similar issues. So I guess it's, I guess the bottom line is really hard to say when you all you're talking about is a word exactly where it should fit and how, why you shouldn't, you know, define it as something else. I, I think that's maybe getting a little bit carried away with it, but nonetheless, the, 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 the question does get brought to most people's minds is where does privacy fit in with all this? So well, yeah, so you, you know, just off five minute conversation, you can see why it gets tricky, right? So, and yes, sometimes a land grab internally, uh, <laughs> right? Is it risk? Is it compliance? Is it security? So, you know, mm. it could be all three, right? I've seen it sure. be unfold as all three. Sure. So, it's just, it's, you know, again, you just really need to define who's doing what, or, you know, hey, maybe it's just not only the privacy group uh, who is managing some of these issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the security team also managing some of the incident and response portions. You have legal actually uh, reviewing um, who 
who you know who you need to notify and when and how much notification you need mm -hmm. so privacy isn't always you know in one vertical because of the breadth of the of the rules right got it got it yeah and i suppose we could go on we could probably have a dozen podcasts that are an hour each <laughs> on this topic right um <laughs> But just for the sake of the uh, comfort of the listeners, would you say that it's possible to have a manageable, easily digestible uh, path to GRC compliance or GRC success? An easy path? I would say no. Okay. <laughs> Let's manageable. put it this way. You can, you can make it manageable, yes. Okay. Uh, with the right help, uh, the right background, people like yourself and me, who've uh, stepped in all the potholes that come along the way of implementation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You just have to know how fast you want to go. That's um, what I was looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Somewhere. Yeah. Cause I think that's kind of what uh, we like to think. And I think it's a very attainable thing uh, because again, we have sort of walked that walk before or crawled that crawl, as we said earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think, let's see, I, I think I had one other, <clears throat> um, this, I, I, this was not as scripted uh, uh, of a podcast as, I've, as we've had in the past. And I wanted it to be that way because uh, it's such a broad topic. Um, I think as far as tools to help implement, um, I, I know, for example, uh, OneTrust, uh, a tool, a platform I'm a big fan of. I also know of a, of a, a platform called uh, Central. It's called On Central, O-N-C-E-R-N-T-R-L, no A. Um, they're very good with generally, but they're good with cybersecurity and some other verticals. Do you have any, uh, do those tools, uh, just like a OneTrust or those type of tools, or are there tools that, that you say when you say package that you think of? Uh, what do you mean when you say package? Because I know you have packages that you offer uh, help us understand what package means and how that may or may not overlap with some of these other solutions like OneTrust and Central. Well, I've, I've had the opportunity to review what OneTrust does and uh, it seems like a very capable package. Um, in the banks that I've worked, uh, we've used GRC, Thompson Reuters GRC and BYs. I'm not sure if those are the, the same names uh, uh, anymore. There was another one that skips my mind, but those were the, you know, back in my day, I, I'm kind of dating myself, uh, you know, a guy with 20, 28 years experience, 30 years experience, something like that. Back in 2004, there were only three products. Now the market is flooded. So with managed service and all these other tools and technologies that people are employing, uh, I'm sure the options are endless. I think what you really need to do is go out and pick a product that has the tenants that you're available, that, that you're interested in, whether it be security incident management, vendor management, operational risk, audit, compliance, et cetera. Um, you probably just need to choose technology is moving so fast. Mm -hmm. The overall uh, goal is gonna be the same. Um, mm -hmm. You know, going through the implementation at least maybe three and a half times, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just a skeptic. It won't be easy. Mm. It will be a, a long road uh, that I would encourage people not to give up on. Uh, I've started GRC implementations and stopped and went to another product only to go through the same headaches again of defining mm -hmm. process and risk and all that stuff all over again. Um, so I think if you if you choose a package, 
you have to just look at it as a tool, but you're, but no, the tool isn't going to solve your problem, right? There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, you right. need to have a, a strong grasp on your processes, strong grasp on your controls, strong grasp on risk, uh, and also know your leadership, who's on board, who's not, uh, and getting those that aren't on board, on board, because that will make it much more helpful and easier to those uh, in the mix of the action. Not to mention your end result is going to be that much better, much more better. You know, I'm a strong believer in the products. I think you can get a lot out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have to have a management team who are fully vested in moving something like this, which is a very heavy lift forward. Yes. And I think the laws are starting to make that more um, to motivate people to think that way because of they're becoming more onerous. I did want to end on a positive note though. And I, I think you would probably agree that uh, in my, in my podcast, with Jody, she was, she brought up at the end of the podcast that this is really a, it's a very commercially enabling effort because it's becoming the new normal that companies start to brag about the fact that they're privacy compliant, that they are secure, that they are careful with their processes, that they, you know, are a trustworthy organization. So it becomes an enabling thing. It, it lets people know that you are, you know, you think about their, their data and their information and your interactions with them. And I, I would venture to guess you would agree to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think it could be a strong selling point. I, I, um, I just caution, you know, so I have a couple of uh, companies <laughs> that I consult for and I, I caution uh, promoting something like that only because sometimes that throws you into the fray of being a target, right? Oh, I have the best security and the best I see. and I'm the best <coughs> privacy and we protect your data this way and that way only to be caught up in something, you know, you only to put yourself in, in a target situation, which you probably wouldn't have been if you hadn't been, you know, posting it all over social media that you're so great and grand. Mm, you know? mm, so mm. It's, um, hackers are pretty tricky that way. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I had not heard that before. It makes sense, but that's great advice. That's why you're on here. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe to put it out there with a, a little bit more in a soft way yeah, <laughs> and not soft, so in your face right, neon exactly. neon lights you maybe want to have a little lamp in the corner with a <laughs> exactly <laughs> little... we care about your information yeah. that's not <laughs> right <laughs> hey well and we'll charge people for that that you can copyright that phrase <laughs> fair yeah, enough write that down. <laughs> right absolutely well that's what these are all about well listen jamon i think that really kind of gives us a, a great a use of this time here. And thank you so much. Uh, you're always such a pleasure to interview. And it's so nice to have your your background and experience as a part of this. And uh, I, I thank you again. And we'll have more. We, we'd be Thanks. Um, Anytime. Uh, this remiss. is a pleasure. I love it. All right, sir. Well, listen, um, you have a great week. And our listeners, um, just real briefly, Privacy Labs, as we've been talking about, we uh, unify um, efforts using the tools that we just discussed, like uh, OneTrust and Central and whatever else may be out there that might be appropriate for you. We also work with automation, artificial intelligence. We are particularly adept at using cybersecurity and so forth uh, because of how uh, how important that is to, to most of these laws. And then finally audit. And again, uh, Jamad and I have, have gone down that path together. So in any event, thank you all. And I look forward to our next podcast.
Thank you. Thanks again, Paul.